talking to John Fitzgerald Johnson, J.J. Recalling. He is running for the office of president on the independent ticket, came out of the Democratic Party because he didn't like their platform, question number one, their platform. What was it about what the Democrats said? Not only their policy, not only the money involved, but what was it about the Democratic Party that made him decide to be independent. And he said he knew that the only way to make a difference was to change the laws. But the laws are made by politicians on Capitol Hill. The president can propose something, but unless he has 100% support from his party and can cross over to the other side to negotiate, to get people to support him, nothing can be done. So JJ, first question, you wanted to be president. Why didn't you start out as a House of Representative or a Senator? That's a great question, Bev, and I'm glad you asked me that. You know, if the problem was regional, if the problems we were having today facing this country were um, statewide, if they could be impacted in certain areas and we could mark ticks of progress, then it would have only been logical for me to start at that level. The problems that are facing the United States today are national. And though the president uh, can veto or use executive authority to enact certain measures, you're absolutely correct that it would take someone who would have the ability to see above the, the partisanship arguing and bring everyone together. In the last year uh, leading up to this moment, I've had the opportunity to work with both sides of that particular coin and develop those relationships. And one of the things that I've noticed is the moment that you become um, associated or become embedded with the current structure, it's not just the presidency, it's the entire political structure on Capitol Hill, which is the reason why we're stuck in this quagmire, uh, that the only way that we could begin to affect the change and to guarantee the across-the-aisle conversations is to make sure that whoever's sitting in the executive office is doing just that. And none of the candidates that you see presented to you now are actually in the position to do that, either because of their current service record or because of the platforms that they're putting forward. If you go to my website, onlyreasonfixus.com, and study my platform, which has been up since August, you might find out that you've been hearing a lot of the very things that I'm talking about spoken of by some of these other candidates as they pick and, and peel it. At, at will what they want. I found it amazing last week, when, uh, week before last when I saw the president cry on TV as he enacted uh, these executive authority gun measures. They were word for word the very measures that I sent to his 21st uh, task force on gun violence almost eight months ago. So I am of the opinion that I am in a position and of the mental fortitude to conduct just what you said, to try to build the bridges across both the Democratic and Republican aisles to get them to talk on these issues, but also be in a position to exercise executive authority. That in the event that you two cannot make up your minds and come to an agreement, that I will utilize the authority granted to me under the Constitution to make some severe changes that have to happen to affect us nationally. We're out of time. I think one of the gentlemen said earlier before I came on that we're in a state of emergency. In some respects, we are. In others, uh, we can only clean the house if we start from the top down. And that is why aiming for the presidency is only the logical move for me. You came out of the Democratic Party to the second part of that because you did not like their platform. What was it that the 
Democrats didn't say or did say that made you switch party lines? The Democratic Party was unwilling to acknowledge or to even address uh, the two hot-button topics that are on the minds of most Americans today. And one of those is the blatant racial inequality uh, and the need for police reform uh, that has been the core center of the Black Lives Matter movement. And also the other issue was the uh, inability to come to a consensus on an effective way uh, to deal with the immigration issue within this country. Uh, the, the pushing that back to the back burner to continue to talk about the same old issues uh, that are only relevant to the top 1% of this country, and then also to act as if we still had time to play with the hot potato uh, that was steadily escalating uh, with, with police shootings and so forth was nothing but a recipe for disaster. That were, those were the two initial reasons why I departed from the party. The final reason was the fact that I was getting tired of being told what we can't do because we couldn't upset the status quo. As if to say to me that, though we may appear to be two different parties, in actuality, we're really playing a game here, and here you're coming in with this John Fitzgerald Kennedy mentality, we don't want that. Those were the tickets for me to exit that particular party. You said the hot-button issues. The other hot-button issues are jobs. I think that we would see a different America if we could afford to live in America. I think that we would see a different America if we could find jobs and decent housing and weren't a part of mortgage schemes that were aimed at the black community. And that's a part of the law. This is Mbev making this up. This is true. So for me, I'm looking at the issue of jobs. And when I look at what we've been trying to work on that no one wants to talk about, and that is the deliberate polluting and contamination of water and air in the black community, in the poor community, in communities that are predominantly filled with women. There's even a study to show that these polluters and these contaminators and these speculators of real estate, they look at who makes up these communities, and those are the communities that they plan on. And as we talk about environmental contamination, we have to talk about not only Flint, Michigan, because the authorities in Michigan went to a lake that had already been condemned. If you ever see this lake, there were signs that said, don't get in the water, don't let the water get on you, and that's the water they deliberately channeled into the black community. I really don't hear any of the candidates talking about a job plan, a training plan. Bernie Sanders says, I have a plan. But during the debates, I don't hear that. I hear we're not strong enough for ISIS, but I don't hear that we're going to improve the roads and the bridges in our community. So these are issues. Where do they fit on your platform? I'm glad, I'm very glad you asked that. As a matter of fact, job creation and the rebuilding of the infrastructure of the United States go hand in hand. Um, and not only that, the creation of programs within inner urban cities, utilizing revenue generated by outlying communities and businesses to revitalize and to re-educate and employ those individuals, irregardless of color. Uh, because there's a deeper issue here, are uh, all a part of my platform. Interestingly enough, as a sidebar, I sent a letter yesterday to the CEOs of the top 10 water bottling companies. This has actually been posted in social media and so forth. 
And what I said to them was this. I said, I find it amazing that we're asking regular folks to donate water and resources for the folks in Flint, Michigan, but yet you folks are continuing to sell your products in Michigan and make money off of some of the same people that have been victimized by poor mismanagement and what I think was a deliberate, and I'm going to say it here in the open air, it was a deliberate action of malfeasance on the part of those government officials to victimize that black community as is happening across this country. This is not a racial statement. This is a failure of fact is what it is. Um, so the creation of jobs, the creation of programs to actually pump money back into some of these dilapidated inner cities, which are predominantly either African-American or uh, other minorities, and I really wish we could get away from using the word minorities. I don't call 47 million people a minority. There are some countries in this world that don't have 47 million people. I would just call you another demographic of this population of the United States, where we need to revitalize folks and get them back to work producing a paycheck and revitalize the infrastructure, crumbling pipes, roadways, uh, electrical, and so forth. But those are jobs. Those are jobs. But not only that, the pumping of money back into those communities for self-starting businesses. America has undertaken and allowed for too long big business to come in and squeeze out mom-and-pop businesses, thereby robbing uh, those of us who could be contributing to our communities in a revenue way the ability to create jobs for ourselves. Those are very big and those are very part of, those are very big part of my platform. Additionally, you hear about folks talk about for these folks, and we're going to give free tuition to those. That what do you think about taxpayers paying for this? Let me say this to you. Fine. Sometimes, JJ, when we are on the air and we are having serious conversations, we yeah. get interfered with. Our computer. I mean, we get interfered with. Just a moment ago, someone interfered with you talking. So what I want you to do is repeat that again, because it was coming in and coming out. You contacted these heads of big companies, but these heads yes, of big what I, what, companies... Yes, what I did was I, I sent a letter to them, and I basically, and this is not a threat, it was a promise. What I pretty much said was, you all are selling your product in the very state where this emergency is happening. Why don't you, instead of asking the American folks to do it, all of you, the top ten only, donate the water, all the water that they need, or so help me. I will galvanize a movement to boycott your revenue so that you will understand that you cannot continue to make money off the backs of people across America in the face of such a basic need as water that you have turned into a commodity, but that these people need desperately to survive. I sent that. All right, uh, hold that point. Hold that point. I want to talk about that because you should be saying to the governor, they're charging those people for the water that they use that is contaminated with lead and everything else. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 